0: coming up now on Established in the Faith. Let me tell you something, your medal's really fixing to get tested, people, in these last days. We're going to find out who's playing church and who means business with God. I'm going to go ahead and say something else, too. If you ain't seeking God and asking Him to keep you filled up with His Spirit, you're not going to make it. And God used this disease to portray to mankind the awfulness of sin. Leprosy begins on the inside of the human being and it continues to grow and grow and grow until the whole is consumed and the end result is death. The Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. It starts on the inside. And it spreads until the whole is consumed and the end result is death. Lepers, they were to live alone. They were to socially distance themselves from society. And sin leaves one alone. I had a man to call me. I don't know, some weeks ago. He had heard one of the messages and he called me up and he said, Brother James, I need a little advice, I need a little help. And he began to share with me his story of how his brother had been on cocaine for the past 40 years. Had a beautiful family. Children, beautiful house. He lost everything because of cocaine. He lost his wife, lost his children, lost his house. He said, Brother James, my brother for a couple of months was living in his car. And we're talking about January, February when it's extremely cold outside here in this area. And finally, he lost his car. He said, none of my brothers and sisters would take him in and help him. He said, so me and my wife, we brought him into the house, and we laid down the rules, we laid down some guidelines, and said, you, you can stay here till you can get back up on your feet. He said, Brother James, things were fine for the first week or so. But then certain things got missing around the house. We were laying in the bed at three o'clock in the morning and here he comes stumbling in the door. The alarms going off, waking up everybody. My wife told me if I didn't do something about it, that we were going to have to separate. He said, Brother James, I just don't know what to do. He said, I've tried to work with my brother. I've tried to deal with him in this problem. And he said... This has been going on now for almost a year. And I don't want to kick him out of the house. He said, but if I don't, I'm going to wind up losing everything I've got. And it's going to mess up my marriage. Brother James, what do I do? He said, and, and, and Brother James, he said, I know I ain't supposed to feel this way. He said, but it's gotten to the place I pure despise my brother. And I, I hate him. What do I do? I said, it sounds like to me you're going to have to use some tough love. You're going to have to give him a stiff kick between the pockets. You're going to have to show him the door. Well, he ain't going to have nowhere to stay. I said, hey, you make your bed hard. There's some people that you can't help. Now, I know that sounds ugly coming from a preacher, but I know from experience, there's some people that you can't help. And if you try to help them, the leprosy that they got is going to rub off on you, then you're going to have it. You're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose your kids. He said, I was hoping you were going to say that. I'm going to get him out of the house tomorrow. I said, wait a minute. Wait, hold, Wait, hold. Back up here a minute now. Wait a minute. You can do the right thing, but do it in the wrong spirit. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Let me say it again. You can do the right thing, but do it in the wrong spirit. And if that happens you're only going to make a big problem even bigger and make it worse. I said, my brother, you need to examine yourself. And when you escort him out of the house, you need to do it in love and with tears streaming down your cheeks and not out of hate and discord. And you're going to have to ask God to help you with that. But again, like I said, there's some people that you can't help because they don't want to help themselves. See, when Jesus went into Samaria the first time, he went in there, he wanted to help them people. But you can't help somebody, that don't want no help. We don't want you, Jesus. You get out of here. But Jesus kept trying. He kept trying. He went in to this little village of Samaria. There was ten lepers there. Eaten up with leprosy. And when they saw Jesus. Glory to God. This world has to see Jesus Christ. This world has to see Jesus Christ. And the only way they're going to see him. Is through you and I. That's it. There is no other way. You, me. Those ten lepers, they saw him and they knew the condition that they were in. It was obvious. They were leprous. Certain parts of their body had already fallen off long ago. It was obvious. And God used leprosy to show mankind the significance, the awfulness of sin. Let me ask you a question this morning. How do you see yourself? Spiritually speaking, how do you see yourself today? Well, Brother James, I have you know I put pay my tithe, I put my money in that offering plate every Sunday morning. Brother James, I've been a member in this church for 50 years. Brother James, I'm a pillar in the church. Brother James, I've been baptized twice. Brother James, I sing in the choir. My name is on the church roll. My family put money in the church for years in these stained glass windows. I can take you way back when my great-great-grandpappy put that window in over there. You know... The lepers, they were to socially distance themselves from the rest of society. And if anyone came near, they were to say, Le May le May unclean, unclean. To let the people know that they were leprous. Unclean, unclean. And when I hear people tell me that, I hear unclean, unclean. Unclean I pay my tithe brother James Unclean Unclean I've been a member in the church for years Unclean Unclean If it's not the blood of Jesus Christ And your faith in that And that alone You are unclean It is the blood of Jesus Christ And that alone That can cleanse the soul of man Good grace and mercy, I've run way out of time. Can I have just a few more minutes? These lepers recognized their condition. And they said, Lord, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Every single one of us Every single one of you in the parking lot. Every single one of you listening by radio right now. You are leprous. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even the best of us, whomever that may be you still have the sin nature residing within your heart and life. And unless it is kept under wraps, through and by the cross of Jesus Christ, it will bust loose, it will come to the surface, and you will find yourself committing acts of sin. Every single one of us are leprous and we need the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from that sin. John said in 1 John 1 verse 7, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanses us from all sin. Sin, as you place your faith in Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, it's like an invisible fountainhead that follows you around, that's washing you and cleansing you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you of your sin. And save your soul. Not your church attendance. Not your tithe. Not your singing in the choir. Or a hundred and other one different things that you can mention here today. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can do it. And just as these lepers cried out to Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on us. That needs to be your prayer. God, have mercy on my soul. Let me go a step further. God, have mercy on America. And then I go another step. God, have mercy on this world. Because, my friend, the stage has been set. And if you don't have that tight-knit, close relationship with Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. Your medal's really fixing to get tested, people. We're going to find out who's who in these last days. We're going to find out who's playing church and who means business with God. And I'm going to go ahead and say something else, too. If you ain't seeking God and asking him to keep you filled up with his spirit, you're not going to make it. you going to have to have it, people. Got to have it. They cried out to the Lord. Lifted up their voices. Lord, have mercy on us. In Jesus, Luke 17, verse 14, he said, Go and show yourself to the priest. Now, this was only done if a person was healed of leprosy. They were to go to the priest And the priest would evaluate them and then clear them to return back into society. And I imagine these lepers standing there looking at one another. And I'll just take two out of the ten. We'll call one Billy Bob. We'll call the other one John. I hear you, John. (laughs) Billy Bob's wearing a mask. His nose fell off some time ago. And he's got this mask around his face. John, he lost about three toes a while back, and he's got these bandages around his foot. He can't walk right. These ten lepers, they look at one another and they decide to go and do like Jesus said. We're going to go show ourselves to the priest. And they start walking. And Billy Bob's walking behind John and Billy Bob notices that John is walking a little different. He's not dragging that foot anymore. He's walking right. And Billy Bob hollers at John and said, "John, what's going on? You're, you're walking straight. You're walking right." Hold up, John, pull pull that bandage off your foot. And they pulled his bandage off, and his foot has been cleansed, and every toe is there. And John turns to Billy Bob and said, Billy Bob, you're talking a little different. You sound a lot different. Take your mask off, Billy Bob. And he pulls his mask off, and behold, there's a nose there. God healed them while they were on their way to the priest. They obeyed God's word. And let me tell you, if you will obey God's word, He will make you whole. Glory to God. He'll make you whole. Glory to God. Now, I got to skip a bunch of stuff. Only one of the ten lepers came back to glorify God. Only one. And he was a Samaritan. The very one that you thought wouldn't come back and praise the Lord was the very one that did. As you go out into the world and you share Jesus Christ with others, because like I said, that is the only hope for this world. As you share Christ with the world out here. Like I said. He is their only hope. But they may reject you. You keep trying. And you keep trying. And you keep trying. And they may be a Samaritan. They might support Black Lives Matter their views may be a little different and you look at them and you say, well, they won't ever turn to Jesus Christ. You keep trying. You keep pushing. Keep obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. The very one that you don't think is going to come to Christ is the very one that will come to Him. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Derek, God is going to pour out His Spirit in these last days. It doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't make no difference what goes on in the world. God said in the last days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And God is going to move through your words to reach this lost and dying world. And the very one that is the hardest that you think can't be reached, God's going to reach them. In these last days. But you've got to be obedient. You've got to do what the Lord said. He told them to go and show themselves to the priest. And he's telling the church to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. And depend on the Holy Ghost to deal with the hearts. Jesus asked Luke chapter 17 verse 17. Where are the nine? Only one came back, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked a question Where are the nine? We've had four years of Donald Trump, a time of great prosperity here in America. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? Why do I stand here today and I see empty pews in the church? Well, you say coronavirus. Ah, uh, that's a bunch of hogwash. People are blessed and they got other things on their mind. They, they, when, they walk up this, when they woke up this morning, they decided to go to Walmart rather than come here. How thankful has the church been during this time of prosperity. You see, you as a child of God, you ought to have a prayer life. You've got to set aside some time every day and praise God and and thank the Lord for what He's done and you pray to God, but much of that prayer time ought to be in thanking God for what you have and not so much asking God for the things that you don't have. And you need to be content with such as you have. Where are the nine? I'm gonna be a little hard now, but that's nothing unusual with me. Some of you need a little hardness. But Jesus said, and Jesus said it, so don't get angry with me. Jesus said it. He said, look there. Verse 18. Luke 17, he said, they are not found. And my friend, let me tell you something today. If you ain't found, then you lost. Oh, let me say it again. If you ain't found, then you lost. Yes, Jesus Christ can touch you and heal you. These meant, these ten lepers, they were cleansed, but only one was made whole. America has enjoyed blessing after blessing after blessing. The lost world out here has enjoyed blessing after blessing. But how many go to the house of God and thank Him for all the blessings that they've received? Where are the nine? Where are they at? They're not found. And if they ain't found, then they lost. And I didn't say that. The Lord Jesus Christ said that. He said, verse 19, Thy faith has made thee whole. Salvation is only through and by Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did on Calvary. And your faith in that exclusively. You're not depending on your good works to save you. You're not depending on your tithe money to sanctify you or save you. You place your faith in what Jesus did and that exclusively. And He said, Thy faith has made thee whole. Ephesians 2 and verse 8, Paul said, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. It's not of works. Your faith has made you whole. And only your faith in Jesus Christ can make this nation whole again. The church didn't hear what I said. Faith in Jesus Christ and what he did is the only thing that can make this nation whole again. But it has to be done through you and me being bold and going out into this world and sharing Christ. Let me, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. You say, Brother James, I don't know all the scriptures. Well, just tell them what the good Lord's done for you. Just stop and let me tell you what the good Lord has done for me. Stop and let me tell you what the good Lord has done for me. For he healed my body and he saved my soul, baptized me in the Holy Ghost. Stop and let me tell you. What the good Lord has done for me. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style and the church is located at 744 friendship church road in middlesex north carolina near the EMED community on the website if you click on the contact us tab google maps will bring you right to us we would love to have you and we hope to see you there and we hope today's program has been a blessing to you thank you for listening and god bless you